0: Thank you for joining us today for this service at First Baptist Church of Douglas, Georgia. Know that you can join us on campus every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. for small group Bible study and at 10.45 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our worship services. We offer ministries for preschool, children, and students. You can visit us online at fbcdouglas.com. Now join us with our student pastor, Jonathan McDuffie, in the service already underway.
1: They do a great job. So it's great to have our, our kids leading tonight, and um, they've done a great job of participating and leading, so I'm going to invite you to participate uh, for just a minute. Uh, there's a little thing I like to do. It's called Would You Rather? It's pretty simple. Uh, there's two scenarios, two situations, and, and you have to pick one. You can't sit on the fence. You can't make no decision. You have to pick one, and so I'm going to give you two scenarios i um, give you a half a second to think about it, and then I'm going to have you respond just by simply raising your hand. Okay, so here's the first set. Uh, would you rather live at the beach, or would you rather live at the mountains? So this summer, you get to move. Would you rather live at the beach, or live at the mountains? Who's my beach people? All right, we're my mountain people. All right, that's fair. All right, next one. Uh, would you rather swim in the pool, or would you rather go swim in the ocean? Okay, so my pool people... Y'all are sinners. My ocean people. All right. Getting the sand out there with me. All right. Um, Next one. I know you're not going to like this, but you got to choose one or the other. Would you rather have a bad sunburn or have 42 mosquito bites? Bad sunburn, 42 mosquito bites. So bad sunburn, we'll get you some aloe. Mosquito bites, okay. I don't think there's a good good choice there. Um, All right. Would you rather go camping or would you rather be pampered in the hotel? So camping people. Hotel people? All right, save me a biscuit. All right, uh, last one, and again, you've got to choose something. This summer, you've got to learn how to do one of two things. Are you going to learn how to skydive or are you going to learn how to scuba dive? So, who's jumping out of the plane? Who's swimming with the sharks? All right, we feel better about that. You feel better about the Sharks and your chances. So I'm excited about your summer. We're going to check back in come August and see about all the things uh, that you've done. Now, it is almost summer. We're moving forward from spring into summer. I know people are excited. Uh, I imagine some of the kids that are up here, they're excited about school uh, being out. I imagine we have some teachers that are even more excited about school uh, being out. I don't know where parents fall, but there's, as we go to the summer, there's things that we get excited about. Maybe it's longer uh, days, more sunlight, we're outside. Maybe it's uh, time with family, we on, go on vacations. Maybe it's sleeping in a little bit. Maybe there's a slower pace. But, but as summer comes, there's things that we get excited about. There's things that we look forward to with expectation. Now, truthfully, some of those things have changed for me as I've gotten older. Uh, when I was younger, let's say maybe I was nine years old. It didn't matter if it was February and there was still snow on the ground. If it got warm enough to wear shorts, I felt like it was a good day to go swimming. Right? You remember those days? It didn't matter how cold it was. If it got the sun was out, like we should go swimming. We should get the sprinklers out. We should get in the water. Now I need nine straight days of 90-degree weather, and then I can get in the pool. Uh, I remember when I was younger, and as summer went on, it seemed like the days got longer, and and you had more daylight, and I just remember being excited, like, I'll get to stay up a little bit later. There's more sun, I can stay up a little bit later, Uh, and now I'm, like, pulling the shades, drawing the blinds, trying to convince everybody, it's dark outside, we need to go to bed, I need my rest. And so there's certain things that I longed for as a child, but now not so much, but there's certain things that have carried on throughout my life. Uh... I still get excited about the beach, I still get excited about spending time with family, I still get excited about possibly sleeping in. There's still some things that I really, really look forward to. And so my prayer tonight is is that what we're going to talk about will become kind of your all-encompassing desire, that what we're going to talk about tonight will be the thing that you not only look forward to come July, but it'll be the thing that really uh, you're passionate about as long as you live. And so uh, tonight we're going to be in Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to pick up in verse 10. And Paul talks about the great passion uh, of his life, and this is what he says. He says, I pray that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. This is Paul's great desire. This is everything that he wants. He says, I want to know Christ." More than anything else, more than any other experience, I want to know Christ. And now, I think we've all felt that experience before where you wanted to know somebody. Maybe there was a friend of a friend, a new kid in class, uh, somebody cracked a joke, and you're like, I want to know them. They seem fun. Like, I want to get to know them. I think we could be friends. Uh, Maybe there's somebody that you look up to. Maybe you play a sport, and there's somebody that's a few years older than you, and they're just really good. Or maybe there's somebody that has the job that you want to have. And so, you really look up to them, and you go they don't know me, but I want to know them. Like, I want to do what they do. I want to learn from them. I want them to mentor me. I want them to teach. Or maybe maybe you were single, and you looked across the room, and you saw somebody, and they were just beautiful. And you go, I need to know them, right? Like, I I want to know them. Um, And so that's the kind of idea. When we think about knowing somebody, we think about going from I don't know them to, like, I know more about them. But with Paul, Paul knows Jesus. Uh, Paul had this radical... um, Introduction to Jesus, Paul was traveling down the Damascus Road, and all of a sudden, Jesus showed up. (laughs) Jesus blinded Paul. Jesus spoke to Paul. Uh, Jesus changed the entire direction of Paul's life, and and everything became different. And and if anybody knew Jesus, Paul knew Jesus. Uh, Jesus directed Paul's life. Uh, Jesus transformed Paul's life. Jesus encouraged Paul. He, He picked him up when he was beaten and broken, and yet Paul says... And I want to know Jesus. And I think Paul knows something that maybe we just, we just forget. And that's this. There's always more of Jesus to know. There's always more of God to comprehend. You know, we, we picture the angels in heaven, and they're just circling around God, crying out, holy, holy, holy. And I think the idea is this, is that as they're moving around God, they just... There's always something new of God to see. God never gets old. He's continually glorious. They continue to see new, good, wonderful things. And so as Paul thinks about his great desire, he goes, I want to know Christ. I want to experience life with Christ. I want to suffer and die with Christ. And I want to raise to new life with Christ. And, and my prayer is, is that would be our desire, that no matter where we are in our spiritual walk, whether, uh, whether Jesus is just somebody we've, we've heard to, we've been walking with him 50 years, my, my prayer is, is that we would all have the desire of, I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus more today than I did yesterday. And so the dilemma is, is how does that happen? What has to happen in our life for us to have that desire? And so Paul gives us what his, um, Paul describes, he says, verse 12, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. He says it a couple of times, but here's the gist. Paul says, I haven't arrived. I haven't become perfect. I'm not the the person that I need to be. I still fall short. There's still things I need to learn. There's still rough areas of my life that Jesus needs to to smooth out. I haven't arrived. And so this is what he decides. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus. And so if we want to have this burning desire like Paul to know Christ, it starts in this way. He says, forgetting what lies behind. Now, generally, forgetfulness is, um, is a bad thing, right? If you've got a test tomorrow, but you forget that you have a test tomorrow, and then you show up tomorrow and get the test, it's probably not going to go well. If you forget, that's a problem. If you forget maybe your best friend's birthday or your spouse's and your anniversary, if you forget that... You won't forget it again, right? It's going to go badly for you. Uh, If you forget uh, deodorant in the morning, we all suffer, right? If you forget something, it's a problem. And yet Paul's going, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. And so Paul's saying, I actively try to forget things. And I think this can go in two different directions. Uh, On the one hand, Paul could be saying, uh, I make every effort to forget my sin, forget my failures, leave that in the past. Because truthfully, a lot of people, that's what keeps them from really uh, following Jesus and being used by Jesus, is they look back at their past, and and all they see are their failures. All they see is their sin. Maybe they've done something that that they just can't get over. Maybe they've sinned in a way that was public, and they think everybody else still, when they look at them, that's all they see. And so they, they begin to have this thought that I can't serve the Lord, I can't share my faith, I can't teach this, I can't do that, because people remember who I was, and people won't believe that I've changed, people won't believe that I'm different. So sometimes we look to our past and we see sin, and Paul's saying, you've got to forget what lies behind. That's what what he had to do. No matter where our sin has fallen, Paul, Paul had some sin. Um, he thought he was doing the right thing, but he, but he wasn't. He was actively opposing Christians. He was hunting Christians down. He was chasing them. Uh, he was putting Christians to death. And and so Paul looks back and says, "You've got. To, I've got to forget what lies behind. I've got to, I've got to forget that sin." And so uh, sometimes we have to forget our sins. Sometimes we have to forget our failures. If, if you're anything like me, uh, in your I want to say struggle to become more like christ maybe you've decided you know what i need to i need to spend more time reading god's word we've got these plans and the church puts them out every year and every year maybe you pick one up and every year you get to like february 4th and it just falls apart and so as you think about reading god's word all you see is this year after year after year of failure and what you hear is you've never been a reader you're just not going to be a reader. Maybe you've decided, I want to take prayer more seriously. And you, and you decide, I want to pray first thing in the morning, and I want to pray with my spouse, and I want to pray with my kids at, at mealtime or when they go to bed. And, 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 but as you look back, what you realize is there's been failure after failure after failure. And so you convince yourself, I could never be a person of prayer because look at my past. Paul's saying, forget the past. Forget who you were. Forget your failure. Forget your sin. Jesus died for that on the cross. And so if we want to have this desire... Um, To know christ then we have to to forget our past and so that's that's one aspect is we forget our sin we forget our failure but i think the other side is this is is if we want to grow in our knowledge of god we almost have to forget our successes forget our wins and i'll give you an example Uh, i keep a journal i've been very diligent in keeping a journal for the past probably six years i can go back and look and and i've got a journal here's what i've noticed at the end of every year i'll go back and just kind of read what happened and it's the strangest thing is I'll hit a date and all of a sudden I'll see, man, I remember this. God did something here. Could be a message from Sunday morning. Could be something in Sunday school. Generally, it's a combination of, of something that happened in service and something that I heard on the radio and then something that I read in my quiet time. But, but sometimes it'll hit me and it'll be a day where God clearly spoke. God clearly moved. There's no question. I was struggling and then God did something. I was hurting and God helped me. And, and here's the crazy thing is that There'll be a day where God clearly showed up, and then there'll be one, two, three, four days until something else gets written down. And here's what I think happens, is I think I get really excited about what God said, and I try to live on that for the next few days. I get really fired up about what God did, and I just kind of think about that through the the days, but I don't make any effort to go back and and spend more time in the Scriptures, more time in the world. It's kind of like the the Israelites living on that old manna. And I think sometimes we do that. We we look and we have maybe a a powerful experience uh, on Sunday morning, and we connect with the Lord, and, and it's this big thing, but then we try to live the rest of the week on that success, on that experience of the week, and we just ride one wave to the other. And we just stall out midweek. We just stall out um, when we miss a Sunday. And so what Paul's saying is we've got to forget. We can't live on our, our past successes. We've got to realize that God's with us in the moment, that God's at work. And so uh, if we're going to grow in our desire for Christ, we've, we don't just throw away our sin. and We don't just throw away our experience. But we can't, we can't live in our sin. We can't live in our experience. Uh, we stand here today, and God wants to meet with us today. And so he says this. He says, "Brother, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do: forgetting what lies behind, and reaching forward to what lies ahead." And so it's a both-and. He says, "I forget the past, but I also reach forward. I look forward to what's ahead." And are, we naturally do this uh, when you're excited about something that's ahead. That's where your brain goes. If you've got a vacation coming up, my guess is you've done some research. If you're going to an amusement park, you know what park you're hitting what day and what restaurant and your rides, and it's all mapped out. If you're going to the beach, you know when you're getting seafood and you know when you're staying home, and you, you've got it planned out. You know uh, where you're going to go and when you're going to go because you're excited, and so your brain's already there. Maybe you're not going anywhere. Maybe, maybe a child's coming home. They've been off at school. They've been off at work, and they are come, come to the house for a few days. And so what do you do? Your brain's already there. What am I going to cook? What am I going to make? Am I going to go to Holt's and get the thing that they like? Am I gonna, uh, how am I going to get the room clean? How am I going to make things just so when they get there, it's like they... And, and when we, we're excited about something in the future, that, that's where our brain goes. And we make plans, and we think, and we dream, and we get caught up in it. And, and that's what Paul's saying here. He says, I forget what lies, ahead, lies behind, and I, I reach forward to what lies ahead. I'm thinking about being with Jesus. I'm thinking about what it's going to be like in God's presence. I'm thinking about how I'm going to uh, sit at his feet and just have his wisdom pour over me. I think about how I'm going to join with this uh, million-person choir and and worship God. And Paul, in in his mind, he's going, I'm reaching forward to what's ahead. I want to be with Jesus. I want to see God. I want to be a part of, of this worship forever. And so... I think if we're going to grow in our desire for God, not only do we forget our past, we have, to, we have to really think about where we're heading. This world is not all there is. Jesus has prepared a place for us. And if we're going to grow in our desire to know the Lord, then we need to think about that place and think about uh, what he said and think about the promises that he's made and think about how every sin, every hurt, every pain, every problem, every worry is going to melt away in a moment. We need to be excited and, and think about what that's going to be like. He says, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He says that that word, I press on, several times in this passage, and it reminds me of my roommate in in college. When I was a freshman in college, uh, I knew my roommate, we had like the dorm room that was about the size of right here, you know, with bunk beds and all that, and uh, my roommate was was brilliant. He was a valedictorian in high school. Uh, He I think he was one question away from a perfect SAT score. Um, and so he spent a lot of time studying. He spent a lot of time in his books. The other thing he did was he spent a lot of time playing video games on his computer. I remember I would wake up at three in the morning, and the computer screen would just be flashing bright lights, and I'd hear gunfire, and I just, three in the morning, I'm like, come on, dude, you know, and, and I just remember, like, he was just kind of this zombie a lot of the times so between the studying and between the video games late at night, and, um, you know, just just didn't seem like I'd wake up and go to the class, and he'd just kind of be laying in bed, but uh, something changed. He joined the rowing team, which I never knew was a thing until I went to college, and so uh, something changed. In the mornings, he would wake up, and he would go to the gym, and there was this rowing machine um, that he would do, and then he'd go to class, in the afternoon, uh, they'd go put in on one of the rivers around Rome, and they'd be in these long, skinny boats, and they would row up and down the river, uh, and so I didn't really think much about it. but that's kind of neat. That's kind of weird. And, um, but anyway, the semester went on, I remember towards the end of the semester, uh, he came in one day and he was changing clothes to go something, and I just happened to look up and I caught his, just his, his bare back, and it's like every muscle that you could have on your back was just popping out, like, just, just knotted up, like, he had, something had happened, all of a sudden he went from this really smart kid that just was pale and played video games to like, he was strong, and I'm like, man, when did that happen? It happened every day as he pressed on. Every morning when he woke up and went to the gym, and every afternoon when he spent time on the water, like he pressed in, and, and there was this transformation. And a lot of times in our, in our relationship with, with God, that's what happens. We don't really notice the transformation happening, It's but as we spend time in the Word and we, we spend time in prayer and as we're, we're faithful to, to come and, and spend time with our small group and as we, we show up to serve and as we do these little things, as we press into what we feel like God's leading us to do, all of a sudden there's this transformation that happens. And, and you may not be able to notice, but... But other people do, like your, your kids do, your family does, the people that you work with. And over time, as you press in, as you grow in your desire to know the Lord, you do. Like Pastor Don said this morning, when you seek the Lord, he can be found. And so as we press into that, as we seek to know the Lord, we're, we're transformed. And so our greatest, desire to be should, to, our greatest desire should be to know the Lord. That happens when we forget the past. We look forward to what God has for us in the future and then we press into the things that we know God's leading us to do. But I love the way, I love the way he, he ties this up. Verse 15 says this. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. Brethren, join in following my example. And observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. We should think about that verse, verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. See, here's kind of what what can happen. When we think about knowing Christ and experiencing Christ, a lot of times it can be just this this individual thing. I need to forget my Sin, forget my failure, forget my successes, uh, and I need to think about what's coming and what Christ wants to do, and then I need, I need, personally, I need to press into this. I need to read and study and pray, and I need to do all of this. And it's good to have that desire, but, but here's what can happen. There, there's a reason that we still meet together. If all that mattered was just hearing God's word preached and singing a few songs, and we could just send out a video every week and call it done and just whenever you got done with work today or work or on the way home or whenever it fit, you could just listen and you get get fed and then you'd be good to go but there's a reason that we still gather there's a reason that we show up at the same time and in the same place and it's because of verse 17 brethren join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us the way that we press into christ is when we do so together It's really easy for us to get narrow-minded, and we we kind of focus on a certain thing, but here's what happens when we all come together. All of a sudden, I hear you pray, and my heart stirred, and I go, man, I want to be able to pray like that. I want to be in touch with the father like that. I want to to pray like she prays. And and maybe we're sitting in Sunday school, and we're hearing somebody ask the question. We go, man, I never thought about that. I want to know the Bible like they know the Bible. I want to think about the Bible, how they think about the Bible. And maybe as we're spending time and uh, we're in a fellowship, we 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 hear somebody share about, oh, man, they're just they're burdened for their co-worker. Their coworker is uh, having a marriage that's fallen apart, their kids are struggling, they don't know the Lord, they feel completely alone, and, and as you sit and just listen to this conversation, you realize, man, her heart's broken over a coworker. My heart's not broken like that. I'm not compassionate like that. I, I love to read and I love to pray, but I don't I don't think I love people and I'm burdened for people like they are, but but I know I need to be. And as as we're in service and we see people serving and we see God using them, we go, "Man, I don't know how God's gifted me, but I know he has and I know there's a place for me to serve." And so part of the reason that we gather together is because we, we see how God's working in each other's lives. We're seeing how uh, others are growing in their desire to know God. We see how others are being transformed, and it encourages us, and it challenges us, and it, and it spurs us on. And so Paul says, forget what lies behind. Look forward to what is ahead. Press into what God has for you. But know this, we're doing it together. You're not on your own. We have each other. We have each other to encourage us, to challenge us, to call us out when we fall short. And so my question that I'd like you, like you to think through uh, tonight is this, is that do you still have that desire to know the Lord? Like, is there still a hunger within you to know God more? Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Do you have that hunger? Do you have that thirst to know more of Jesus? you have a desire to to spend more time in prayer? Do you have a desire to to worship and and sing loud? Do you have a a desire to to know what it's like to to serve him through serving others? That should be our greatest desire, to know the Lord. And when we show up and when we seek him, he's there. And so here's, here's my challenge to you as we move from the spring into the summer, what would it look like? What would it look like for you to move forward in your walk with Christ? What would it look like for you to pursue knowing Christ more? Is it reading? Is it, is it prayer? Is it committing to a small group? Is it finding a way to serve? Is it looking around your neighborhood and thinking, who can I share the gospel? What, it, what does it look like for you to grow in your knowledge of God? So we all have room to grow, and we're doing it together. And when we seek God, He blesses that.
0: We pray that you have been blessed by this message today. You can find out more information about this and other messages as well as our church at fbcdouglas.com. You may reach out to us online through our website or visit us in person at 124 North Gaskin Avenue, Douglas, Georgia. We at First Baptist Church of Douglas are striving to love God, love others, and Until next time.